This is episode 40 of the J. Aruga Show. Sabi nila, life begins at 40, so our podcast life is just getting started. What is our topic at the end of the season? Simply lang, did Jesus exist? Welcome to the J. Aruga Show Season Ender. Kumusta? Kumusta? Naka isang taon na din tayo sa podcast. Pang episode 40 na natin ito. Salamat. Kahit paano may mga nakikinig naman pala sa munting podcast natin. Ang dami nating napag-usapan. Ranging from politics, concert preparation, love, career, climate change, Marami pang iba. Sino magkakalang magtatagal tayo? Medyo bihira lang ang podcast na may 40 mahigit na episodes. Kaya salamat sa lahat ng sumuporta. Itong topic natin, tinis natin ito dun sa Reasonable Faith episode natin. Kung hindi ako nagkakamali, baka episode 3 or 4 pa lang yun. Naalala nyo na sinabi kong ang faith ng Kristiyano ay kahit papano, May solid ground kumpara sa paniniwala sa mga anito sa tabi-tabi. Mas may good reason maniwala kay Jesus kesa sa mga fertility idol sa tabi-tabi. Ito ay parang difference sa trust na lilipad ang isang homemade hang glider versus sa trust na lilipad ang isang Boeing 787. Ngayon, bakit ko nasabing malaboing ang paniniwala kay Jesus? Ang totoo niyan, it has been a long time historian consensus that Jesus really existed. At least the historical Jesus. Even ang skeptic na si Bart Ehrman, may aklat na nagsasabing nag-e-exist nga si Christ. Ayon sa kanya, and I quote, The view that Jesus existed is held virtually by every expert on the planet. End of quote. In fact, ang pinagtatalunan na nga lang ng mga historians noon is whether si Jesus ay Lord, liar, or lunatic. Medyo recent lang ang belief na hindi nag-exist ang historical Jesus. Ang one of the few proponents nito ay si Richard Carrier and according to him, may isa pang L na nais niyang idagdag sa Lord, Liar, and Lunatic. Si Jesus daw ay isang, wait for it, legend. So hindi legendarya yung sinasabi ni Barney sa How I Met Your Mother. Simple legend lang daw si Jesus na gawagawa ng mga Kristiyano noon. All of a sudden, this belief spread like wildfire. Idagdag mo pa si ang 2007 movie na Zeitgeist na pinaniniwala ng mga conspiracy theorists uncritically. I think sa mga gustong makabasa ng other view, debunking Zeitgeist, search nyo lang yung debunking Zeitgeist keyword sa internet Ang isang good article na nabasa ko is yung entitled na Cleaning the Horus Manure. Pero hindi ko discuss ang zeitgeist. Like I said, marami nang nag-discuss niyan. What I would like to discuss here is, aside for giving the reason in believing the historical Jesus, I would like to give good reasons in believing Christ's resurrection. Dahil ito ang center ng Christian faith. Ika nga ni St. Paul 
sa 1 Corinthians 15 verse 14, And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is worthless, and so is your faith. Sabi ng atheist turned Christian na si C.S. Lewis, Kung dito to ang sinabi ni Christ, then bali wala lahat ng ito. Pero kung totoo ang sinabi niya, it is the most important thing in the world. Most of my arguments here came from another former atheist turned Christian, si Lee Strobel, and his book na ngayon ay movie na, titled The Case for Christ. May binasa din akong aklat ni Brand Petrie na The Case for Jesus naman yung title. I also read the works of Trent Horn, so... Here goes. Mahirap i-prove ang resurrection or any other miracle dahil ika nga ni Carl Sagan, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Pero sa case ni Jesus, hindi naman natin kailangan i-prove whether miracles happened. At the very minimum, kailangan lang natin mag-provide ng reason to believe that Jesus died and he was seen alive afterwards. Bala na kayo kung i-attribute nyo ito sa miracle or sa rigor mortis or something else. In this episode, I will give the arguments and I will give the counter-arguments. So this will be an exercise of deductive reasoning. Okay. So first, let us say that Jesus really did die. We will examine that further. So, mamaya yon, Yung possibility that Jesus didn't die. Pero for now, sabihin natin na Jesus did die. There were records that say that he was seen by 500 people months after his death. Now, you may ask, hindi ba religious zealots lang ang nakakita sa kanya? Baka gawa-gawa lang nila ito. Yes, totoo nga. followers ni Christ ang karamihan sa nagpro-proclaim na nakita nila si Jesus just months after his death. Pero may isang person na hindi follower ni Jesus who saw him, si Saul of Tarsus. In fact, si Saul, he persecuted Christians. He sought them and killed them. He saw Jesus and later became the Apostle Paul. St. Paul's writings corroborated the account in the Gospels because he met the disciples of Jesus. He recorded that meeting in Galatians 1, verse 18 to 19. After that, Paul and many other Christians are willing to die for this faith during that time. Then you may say, Diba, maraming instances na rin in history that people die of their faith that is a lie. Think of the poisoned Kool-Aid massacre in Jonestown noong 1978 where 900 plus people died. The difference here is that yung 900 plus people who drank the Kool-Aid, they didn't know that it is a lie. The 500 eyewitnesses to Jesus that some are still alive during the time of St. Paul, if what they are saying is a hoax, kung hindi talaga nila nakita si Jesus ng sabay-sabay, people don't willingly die for things that they know for a fact 
are lies. If the resurrection is a hoax, why would many Christians in the 1st until the 4th century willingly die for it? Christianity isn't meant to spread if their faith is false, lalo na kung persecuted ka. Of course, the logical attack on these claims is how can we even rely on the writings about Christ? So, there's the New Testament, tapos although may external sources, gaya ni Josephus at Tacitus, ang primary source ng tungkol kay Jesus ay ang Gospels at writings ni St. Paul. By the way, the good thing about the early fathers of the church is that they debunk every heresy that existed during their times. And kung disputed noon ang existence ni Christ at may nagka-claim na myth lang si Jesus, you would expect na may writings ang church fathers debunking these as well. Pero wala kang makikitang ganun. But, absence of proof isn't proof of absence. Bakit nga ba ang Christian sources ay hindi consider na reliable history? Dahil ba bias dito? Pero kung ito ang gagamitin nating kriteria, it would be impossible to do any ancient history study dahil most ancient history texts are biased. Hindi ba natin tinatanggap ang Gospels dahil may mga miracles recorded dito? Pero may mga writings gaya ni Tacitus at Herodotus na nag-record din ng miracle stories, yet hindi kagad sinasantabi ng mga historians ang historical content ng mga writings nila. Pero, hindi ganyan kadali mag-dismiss ang mga historians. Ini-employ nila ang principle of historical inquiry. Kung ang isang historical document, mas marami itong copy ng manuscript, mas madadetermine mo kung ano ang nakasulat sa original. Furthermore, kung closer ito sa original copy, mas reliable ito dahil mas verifiable ang events. Take Homer's Iliad, for example. So, hindi ito si Homer Simpson. Yung Iliad, ang reference natin sa events during ancient Greece. Ang Iliad ay more than 2,000 manuscripts. It describe events that happened 800 BC. Pero alam nyo ba kung kailan ang oldest fragment ng manuscript nito? So, nasa Smithsonian Museum ito. It is dated 3rd century BC. Nasa year 200 to 300 BC. Many manuscript ng Iliad are dated 300 AD. There is only one collection of ancient writings that has more authenticated copies than the Iliad. Spoiler alert, ito yung New Testament. It has more than 25,000 copies to date, more than 10 times ng Iliad. The earliest manuscript found is dated around 120 to 175 AD, merely less than a year from its original source. After the New Testament and Iliad, nothing else comes close sa dami ng manuscript ng ancient writers. Sina Plato at Aristotle, hundreds of copies lang ng manuscript nila ang meron tayo and yet walang nag-question whether they existed or not. On the Gospels, Si Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, it is true that the names of the authors of the Gospels were just added in the manuscript as 
church traditions. Na-mention lang ng ilang writings of the church fathers na sila yung nagsulat. Kasi wala ka namang mababasa sa Gospels na ako si Machu na siyang nagsulat nito. O ako si Juan. Unlike si St. Paul na nagpapakilala siya sa letters niya. Pero maraming documents sa ancient world na practically anonymous. Si Tacitus, hindi niya sinulat ang pangalan niya sa work niya. Pero very few historians questioned his work. Laman lang natin na si Tacitus ang nagsulat nito dahil minention ito ng ibang ancient writer, gaya ni Tertullian. Plus, the Gospels are only written decades after the events they describe. It is closer to the source material than many other works of ancient history. Kaya mas may reason tayo to trust them. Alam nyo ba na ang biographies ni na Alexander the Great at Siddhartha Gautama ay nasulat nearly 400 years after their death? Sabi nila ang first gospel was written around 70 AD during the destruction of the Temple of Jerusalem. So that is merely 37 years after the death of Christ. Para lang in-interview natin si Enrile tungkol sa World War II or nag-interview ka ng mga taong buhay na nung martial law. Besides, dahil sa wala pang smartphones at printing press nung panahon na yon, mas proficient ang mga tao noon sa pag-preserve ng accurate oral traditions. May iba pang criteria na nagpo-prove ng authenticity ng gospel. For example, yung mga confusing and embarrassing elements ng gospel. Kung fabricated lang itong writings na ito, you would think na hindi ito isasama ng apostles na nag-fabricate nito kasi sila yung napapahiya eh. Also, yung overall high ethical demands ni Christ, kung gagawa rin lang ang mga tao ng isang religion, might as well dalian nila ang mga moral demands nito. Lalo na sa sex. Kaso si Jesus, ni-level up niya yung sexual moral ethics. Yung magnasa ka lang daw sa isang babae sa isip mo, nangangulun niya ka na raw doon. Besides, kung mag-imbento ako ng authors ng gospel, yung mga superstars na pangalan na lang ilalagay ko. Like si Peter na chief apostle. Kaso ang nagsulat si Mark, yung alalay lang ni Pedro. Tsaka si San Lucas na sidekick ni San Pablo. Si Macho nga, siya pa yung pinaka-lowest of the low na apostle bilang isang publikano. Now, let's go to the 500 witnesses who saw Jesus after his death. Kahit na nakita ng apostles at maraming witnesses si Jesus after his death, it is not proof that it happened. What if they suffer from group hallucination? Posibleng magkaroon sila ng sabay-sabay na tinatawag na grief-induced hallucination, di ba? Actually, ayon sa mga psychologists, By their very nature, only one person can see a hallucination at a time dahil personal ang bawat hallucinations. Imposibleng ang bawat isa ay pare-pareho ang pinaghahalusinatan nila. Kahit yung mga nakadroga, hindi nangyayari na sabay-sabay silang nakakita ng isang hallucination at pare-pareho ito. Also, kahit na may motivation na maghalusinate ang mga disciples, No such motivation existed to their enemy na si Saul of Tarsus against si St. Paul who saw the risen Christ 
and converted and was willing to die for his faith. Besides, if any Christian has any doubts during that time or kahit ang mga Roman authorities kung gusto nilang itigil ang kalokohang pinaniniwalaan ng mga Kristiyano, madali lang naman ipakita sa kanila ang katawan ni Jesus. Kukunin lang nila from the empty tomb, di ba? Magkaroon lang sila ng exhibit sa tomb ng katawan ni Jesus, free for all. Tapos may mahabang pila for the Christians to see. Then basag na yung trip nila, di ba? First, we should acknowledge that Bodies do go missing from graves from time to time. Jesus' tomb being found empty is not an extraordinary event. All the gospel writers recorded it. Ang alternative explanation for it, kung hindi nagray si Jesus from the dead, is ninakaw ng apostles ang katawan ni Christ. Kung totoo ito, napakagaling ng mga Christians magtago ng evidence na fraud ito. Kasi walang pumiyok. Pero usually, ang paggawa ng fraud ay para sa personal gain ng gumawa. Walang ibang nag-gain ang Christians ng first century kundi ang mamatay bilang martyr. Mas madali para sa Christians ng time na yon na hindi iwan ang Judaism or sumali na lang sa Romans. Kaso, ang malaking tanong pa rin is bakit nila pinipreach ang gospel ni Jesus gayong magdadala lang ito ng kamatayan. Hindi kaya Totoo ito? The only thing left then is the question whether Jesus even died in the first place. Because if the tomb is empty and the disciples didn't steal the body, the only plausible explanation is Jesus could have been alive nung binaba siya sa cross tapos nung nasa tomb siya, nag-recover siya doon at tumakas nung malakas na siya. Tapos, saka siya nagpakita sa mga followers niya. Hindi lang ang mga skeptics ang nag-hold ng belief na ito. Held din ito ng billions of Muslims, as mentioned in the Quran. But with all due respect sa Quran, it is written six centuries after the events written in the Gospels. Let me read you guys something. And I quote, Jesus of Nazareth underwent Jewish and Roman trials was flogged and was sentenced to death by crucifixion. The scourging produced deep stripe-like lacerations and appreciable blood loss and it probably set the stage for hypovolemic shock as evidenced by the fact that Jesus was too weakened to carry the crossbar to Golgotha At the site of crucifixion, his wrists were nailed to the patibulum and after the patibulum was lifted into the upright post, his feet were nailed to the types. The major pathopsychologic effect of crucifixion was an interference with normal respirations. Accordingly, death resulted primarily from hypovolemic shock and exhaustion asphyxia. Jesus' death was ensured by the thrust of a soldier's spear into his side. Modern medical interpretation of historical evidence indicates that Jesus was dead when taken down from the cross. End of quote. This is from the Journal 
of the American Medical Association. Now, I'm not trying to impose my beliefs in you, listener. All I'm saying is that these are the reasons why I believe in the historical Jesus and why I believe the resurrection. Like C.S. Lewis and Lee Strobel, I was an atheist before I believed all of these. Minsan, if you read too much and you're presented with this stuff, you still need to make a choice. You still need to make a leap of faith. Kahit ang mga atheist at saka yung mga skeptic, kailangan nilang mag-make ng leap of faith. Faith na ang lahat ng mga ito ay BS. Na one day, may other explanation to shrug all of these. Maring hindi ko pa nababasa ngayon, pero I have faith na may isang atheist author na nagsulat about this at nag-debunk ng lahat ng ito. Guys, sa unang episode natin, all I'm asking from you is for an open mind. And I had an open mind about this. Ang growing belief against the existence of Christ is called the mythicism. Again, si Richard Carrier ang proponent nito. He used the Bayesian theorem to disprove Jesus. So marami nang sumagot kay Carrier, even atheist Bart Ehrman sa blog niya. All I can say is this. Christianity is a religion that is not meant to spread. Especially kung titignan nyo kung gano kadehado ito in its early years. Considering na may very strict moral code ito, considering ang pagan sexual ethics sa Corinth, mukhang mas appealing pa nga sa tao ito eh. Tapos considering na pinapatay ang mga members ng Christianity, hindi ito meant to spread. Imaginein mo nung time na yun, may kumakatok sa pinto mo na may dalawang tao, tapos sabi nila, I would like to take a minute to tell you about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. By the way, if you embrace this belief, there's a pretty big chance that Roman soldiers will kill you. So, sinong magkaka-interes mag-join ng Christianity nung time na yon? And, there's no difference until now. Alam nyo ba na Christians are still the most persecuted group in the world today? So, search nyo na lang yon. Baka humaba pa ulit ang usapan. May isang article ang BBC entitled Christian Persecution Near Genocide Levels. Alright, so I'm ending this season in that very, very positive note. Salamat sa mga sumuporta ng The J. Aruga Show the whole year for the whole 40 episodes. Salamat sa mga nag-guest, sina Aristocrata, Alex Abad, Alexi Rieza, Angela Tinimbang, si John Bombita, si Bromike, si producer Ronald, si Mino, sa mga avid listeners, sina Lilipot, sina Paring Ricky at Maring Rose, sina Jason at Joanne, si Torch, si George, Marge, Jamil, si Gos, si John, si Johan, si Herbie, si Mai, si Ruth, si Mimay, si Jay, si Shai, si Elaine, si Marcus, si Job, si Noel, si na Atijin at Vic, si na Renato, lola ko, parents ko, mga tito at tita. Nagsasabi nilang ata ako ng mga random names. Kung may nakalimutan ako, I'm very sorry. Isha-shoutout ko na lang kayo next season. Basta, 
message nyo lang ako or sabihin nyo lang sa akin kapag nakasalubong nyo ako sa corridor na nakikinig kayo ng podcast. Okay? At the end of the day, it will be night. Goodbye!